Hey guys, welcome back to the Living Every Now podcast, episode four. My name is Will. And I'm Jake. And what, what, this is it. <laughs> what are we talking about today, man? Today, we're going to talk about an old quote that goes like this. If you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And what does that mean to you? Well, what it means to me is probably different than what it means to most people who use the quote. Okay. Because... <laughs> I, I have no idea where the quote originated, but most people, when they use it, they use it in the context context of like doing something Ill- illegal or rash or brash. So if you okay. if you mess with the law, you're gonna end up in jail eventually. Right. Okay. You know, assuming that you get caught, which is usually how it happens. <laughs> yeah. But I just think it's such a cool quote, um, and I think just the ending part wins stupid prizes is just so pointed. And it really drives home the point for me that that life is kind of a game, or at least you can think of life as a game. And inside of that game, there's a lot of other little tiny games and you get to pick which games you play. And some of those games have good prizes. Some of them do not have good prizes. I like that a lot. So how does this, how do you find this applies to you in your life? Can you give us an example? Yeah, certainly. Um, let me think of an example. Real quick. <laughs> um, so texting and driving is an example that people use for this a lot. You know, the game of texting and driving has a really, really good prize, which is you get to send your text message and it goes through. But you have to weigh that prize against the cost of playing the game. You don't get the prize for free because you have to play the game. And for every game, there's a cost. Wow. And that cost is associated with a risk. So texting and driving, the prize is not that great because it's just sending a text message. Wow. But the, the cost of playing the game is potentially very, very high because you could crash and kill someone. Wow. So I initially was thinking of, in context of like prioritizing long-term fulfillment over short-term fulfillment. So like like the stupid game would be more of like the short-term fulfillment. Yeah, like, it, it, it definitely works on the micro and the macro. Okay. So the, the driving example is a super, super micro. Mm-hmm. But a macro example would be you know, choosing what career you want to have. Yeah. Like there's some careers where the best thing that's going to come out of it is money. Um, but there's some careers that, you know, you could get fulfillment or whatever, but to every prize, there's a cost because you have to go through the work to get it. And you have to play the game. Yeah. Like, I like that. Being a millionaire is a really, really good prize, but it's not a good prize if the cost to play that game is your soul, is your soul or yeah. your family or right. the things you really, really like in the world. So to every game, there's a cost. So how do you find yourself differentiating between stupid and non-stupid games in your own life? Um, <laughs> My, well, mine would easily be like this prioritization of short term over long term. And yeah. oftentimes long term is like way more fulfilling yeah. for me. Um, so I'd rather just play the long game in, in, mm-hmm. in this instance, but I'm curious as to like where you find this, this, uh, adage applying for yourself. I guess you just have to reflect. This is basically a really fancy, more fun version of a cost benefit analysis. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it just makes it more, I guess, tangible because you know, like opportunity cost. when you, everything. when you feel like something's a game, I guess it makes more sense in your brain. Um, but how I found out about this quote was Naval Ravikant, who's a we love him investor, big boy, big, and huge, and big wise boy. person. Like yeah, just guess. beyond that, he just has a lot of wisdom to offer the world. Yeah, good tweets and all. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he wrote a 
blog and maybe a podcast about it. Um, and his thing was tying it back into authenticity, which I thought was really cool. Um, he was, he started some company or whatever, and he got caught up in the competition of beating his competitors. And that was the game that he started playing. Instead of being authentic to what he really wanted to do, he decided instead he was going to try to beat his competitors. And in the end, he lost because, you know, he was playing someone else's game. Wow. So this is, um, I have a really good story for this, actually. So there was this band, I'm sure you guys have all heard of it, um, called Metallica. And they're a pretty legendary band. But when they were first starting out, um, they had this guitarist, and I forget his name. Um, but which totally destroys the story. And I'm so sorry because it's important, but, (laughs) but basically things weren't working out. Vision weren't, weren't aligned. And ultimately for selfish reasons that I, from what I perceived, the guitarist left and started his own band called Megadeth. And if you guys are any, any type of metal or hard rock fans, um, Megadeth is an iconic band like legendary band and Metallica is a legendary band too. I think when you look at the two of them though, Metallica will always be kind of over Megadeth. But the story anecdotally is that this guitarist was constantly chasing Metallica and constantly trying to one up Metallica. And so the fulfillment for Megadeth was trying to compete with Metallica when Metallica was just trying to be Metallica. And so, and you look at them too now at the end of their careers where Metallica has this, this shining spot and Megadeth is in the shadow of Metallica, at least if you're going to compare the two, yeah. it's it's kind of it kind of goes right off of that authenticity marker. That yeah. authenticity really rules you in this life, and if you can buy into, if you can get into the uh, strategy of being as you as you can be, you will never lose in this life because you don't have to compete. Exactly, no one, yes. no one can compete at being you. Yes, no so one if can you're perfectly be, yeah. authentic. Oh my god, I love that. It's so powerful. Yeah, especially in business. I mean, right. in life. I think it's a bad idea in general to think of life as a competition, mm-hmm. but business very obviously is a competition. Right. But the best way to win that competition is to not play. Wow. Wow. Wow, this is big. Mic drop moments over here. <laughs> my, my mind blown. No, but seriously, yeah, authenticity. I, I, mean, I think you can find that pretty much anywhere as creatives. That's like your niche mm-hmm. is you being as authentic as you can. As a startup, it's just being as you as you can be and serving your customers as, as well as you can do. It's like there's so many uh, lanes in this life that are ruled by authenticity. Yeah. And probably personal life, probably relationships. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, that's such a great uh, discovery by Naval. I like that a yeah. lot. And the cool thing about adding authenticity into it is everyone's games are going to be different. So a stupid prize for me might be a really good prize for you. And the best example I can give of this is powerlifting. Like, I think powerlifting is just so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you going to do lifting up all that weight over your head? And like, right. like, the cost of playing that game would be really high for me because I'm not a huge fan of lifting weights. And, and the prize is not that great. But for people who are into that, like that is a worthwhile prize to them and that that work that they're playing gives them something. So they're being authentic to themselves, maybe, I mean, if they're doing it well, but I don't have to chase their their dreams because that's not what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. I'm glad. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah that's Thank you, Will. I feel wiser today because of you. 
Well, I, hopefully that's the goal, you know, <laughs> teaching you, each other things here. So, yeah, I, I've been trying to think more recently about all the games I'm playing in life and kind of going back to your last episode about excellence of if I'm going to play this game, like I, I want to win. I want to get the prize at the end of it, which means I have to play the game well, which means I have to be intentional about playing it. So it, it's just right. an intentionality tool. Right. And I don't even think that's what play stupid games win super prizes originally meant. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like I was just thinking this, that I feel like I take every mental model and then it, it automatically ends up being just about intention. I think that's 100% true. Yeah. It's always, it always ends up like if we're going to like first principle it, it mm-hmm. always is just like be intentional. Yeah. That's like, like the overarching just thing. Just sit and think two seconds before you do something. Yeah, right. Have a plan. Right. Oh, this is, I don't want to leak too much because I'm going to, my next episode is going to be something about this, but. Okay. Yeah. But. Well, we'll save it for next week. But yeah, I, I think what's so cool about these mental models is even though they all lead to the same thing, having these small little phrases that you can kind of hook on to mentally, like play, play stupid games, win stupid prizes is just a cool little phrase that will like occur in your brain every once in a while yeah if you study this mental model and it's a really great way to remind yourself of things in a fun way instead of having to from first principles you know reimagine the intentionality behind all of your your actions you can just kind of think is this a stupid game so it's like a little mental shortcut to get through the work that you've done all the thinking i love that yeah i feel like that's why being armed with this like not, I don't know about if being armed with as many mental models as possible is the best solution, but having a, a diverse set of mental models in your repertoire has, I think, provides immense value. Like having different ways of thinking about a situation can help you to really be intentional about the situation ultimately and really like find the best solution for you there. Like okay. just the value of mental models, period. I think just kind of developing a diverse set of those is, is exactly, it's like, it's like almost like a, um, like command keys for your brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's like command K. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank God. Arkham's razor. <laughs> thank God. Yeah. So let me put you on the spot here for a second. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Please. N- not too bad though. Cool. Um, if you were to think about the games that you're playing in your life, are mm-hmm. there any that you can immediately think of where the prize just isn't worth it? That's a hard question, I know. Yeah, well, I can just immediately think about like, and we could probably talk about this in another episode, but like, like I'm just going to give you credit for this. Inspired by you, my YouTube fast. Like, okay. Like watching YouTube... Almost like, you know, I'm in this stage where 90% of the stuff I'm seeing on YouTube is no longer learning. Whereas like it used to be mainly learning on YouTube. Yeah. And now it's just like Call of Duty videos and like UFC <laughs> fight highlights. So like, so like I don't, you know, shout out Nick Merckx. Um, <laughs> but, but I like, I don't, I don't think that that's a game I want to win. Like yeah, watching the most YouTube or that or, was gonna be my example too. Right, social media. <laughs> yeah, like the best prize I would get out of social media is a little bit of dopamine from people liking my photos and like knowing what some high school friends were up to. Right now, now look as as a creative and selling a product. Yeah, I get my game of social media has a way different prize than you. Exactly. Right, like 
I, it actually makes sense. But YouTube, I mean, posting on YouTube, one thing, but being on YouTube, consuming YouTube, kind of a waste of my time. And I think we've both seen crazy benefit in the last like three weeks, two weeks, just because you've reduced all of your media and I've reduced one. Yeah. And it clearly like one platform was hogging a lot of my time mm-hmm. because I feel like I've been Superman since then. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like you're Superman. Yeah. It's pretty crazy how one thing like that, like, or one change in your life can, maybe it's not one change uh, and, and that's what like made all these things happen. But one change was the domino for a lot of other things. Yeah. Potentially. And like rethinking how you spend your time. Maybe that's really what is happening here mm-hmm. is like, it forces you to be like, what do I want to do right now? Instead of watch YouTube, what, you know, I have 15 minutes. How can I spend that? You know, what is the opportunity cost of okay. like YouTube versus 15 minutes I could spend on something else? And how can I maximize these 15 minutes? Because, and then I'm, I'm then driven back to like, you know, that quote on your wall that like an hour wasted is an hour of your life wasted or something like that. And then, and then the other thing oh, where yeah. we have like 80,000 hours and that's it. Like yeah. we have 80,000 hours to it, live. It's so crazy that intentionality is basically another shortcut for remembering that we're going to die. <laughs> yeah. Like all these mental models are, are shortcuts to thinking about intentionality. Yeah. Intentionality is just sitting down and thinking, Oh God, like I don't want to waste my life. Like one day I'm going to be at the end of my life and I don't want to look back and think, you know, I squandered the one life I have. Right. And I, I think that like, that's really important too, to like, like you still want balance even even with intentionality and I think you I think anytime I think about t- intentionality and kind of the vein that we talk about things that you know we're at least hardworking guys that work on our dreams and follow them and like you know we we grind and stuff like that but it, you know that's not all of it like we we have fun too like you know we went for eggs benedict this morning and that it was, was delicious that was a great time it was with it, banana french toast no intention I mean there was intention behind it but it was it was to commune and to relax and have a nice time together and that is, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with a grind. Yeah. It's, it's all about relax. It's all about recover, okay. right? What yeah. you're talking about, right? So I just, I, anytime I, we talk about intentionality and in, in, to this audience, I just want to be careful because I know that it doesn't mean just grind your heart away. It means yeah. be intentional about your time, period. Uh-huh. So I, I've been reading a little bit recently about I guess an in intentionality in, in a broad sense, mm-hmm. but the difference between hobbies and escapism. Mm. Um, and it kind of goes back to this play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Like for me, when I, before I gave up all media, um, I, I was definitely using music as a little bit of an escape, like not in a bad way necessarily, but like at any spare moment, I would just kind of like fill it with this noise and I think any type of escapism is kind of that way, like like alcohol or something. You're you're kind of escaping, but that doesn't mean alcohol itself is bad because you can use alcohol intentionally, or you could use music intentionally, and you just have to decide which game you're trying to play. Like, is the game you're playing with music or whatever? Are you know, are you being intentional about it? Is it an escape or is it being used intentionality? And that's the difference between a hobby and escape. That's super interesting. Yeah. Like call of duty to play call of duty versus call of duty to relax. Video games are a huge example of that. Like call Like you could be like, I could just schedule an hour of like, this is, this is rejuvenate time. Mm -hmm. Let me just play some COD 
with some friends or maybe it's commune time and Mm -hmm. you're hanging out with your friends online and you scheduled it and it it means something to you to stick to that schedule versus just like aimlessly playing. Have you ever caught yourself falling into the trap of aimlessly? Oh, totally. Doing things, escaping into just... Yeah. Like escaping sounds like worse than how I'm using it. No, but filling the void. You're filling the void of really... And really what this is about, what we're talking about right now is letting your mind have space to breathe. Like, because like you, you had said something offhand to me that like, you know, even in the shower, I don't have uh, like zero stimulation. And this is kind of what inspired the whole media Mm -hmm. um, shortage. Um, So, you know, and I was feeling very similarly too. It's like, I work all day at my desk for eight hours. I'm staring at a screen or whatever. And then I have my ambitions at night that I feed and those involve my screen and I'm looking at them. Then I go take a walk outside and I put earphones in and I have noise in my ears. And then I, I go to sleep. But before that, I read a book for an hour and like, yeah, those are all different things. And maybe I'm listening to a podcast and maybe this stuff is productive at some level and, and all of this stuff. Right. But at the end of the day, where was the time that I scheduled to just be Jacob and just listen to myself? Yeah. And where was the time that I scheduled to just think? And, and so I will say that since we've had even that conversation with you in the shower head, I started like scheduling an hour of my day where I just like, I'm either reading outside or am just um thinking but i don't i'm the goal is not to do anything besides read or do nothing and so i I think and real passively like i read like probably one chapter or two chapters and so i use that takes about 20 minutes i usually have like 40 minutes to myself and that has like opened up my mind i feel like i've got like mental fog gone like and not that i even noticed the mental fog before but i feel like i can think so much sharper i feel like um, and I and I heard heard this quote. Sorry to go off on so much tangent no, here, no, but I heard this quote recently about like um, competitive edge in the design space, and it was it was something like like um, you know start scheduling an hour of your day to think, and that'll be your competitive edge because God knows no one else is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and so like it was it was design it was UI UX design uh, advice from some speaker, and he was just saying like think about shit, you know, like give yourself space to think instead of doing all day, like eight hours doing is not a productive eight hours. Mm -hmm. Like you probably could have done it in six if you just had saved an hour thinking. And so you have a seven hour day in total versus an eight hour day, right? It's just more productive. Yeah. But yeah. I think that that makes a lot of sense. I I know uh, General Mattis, who was the ex-secretary of defense, his number one piece of advice to senior leadership in the military was just have a little bit of solitude and get away from the day-to-day like constant grind and have a little bit bit of perspective just time to yourself is huge for decision making in general i feel like there's so much crisper just because you had space yeah i'm like you know i'm starting to to cherish my sacred shower with no music or something like that like my 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 shower time alone and like I use that as time to think and, and my walks outside with no music anymore. Like I don't listen to music anymore on my walks, like almost period. Yeah. And I love that. Maybe at the grocery store sometimes mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to people, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like when I take a walk outside, like when I go for a walk, I don't bring headphones anymore. Okay. So uh, you brought up something earlier about how you used to get a lot of value out of YouTube, but now it's kind of died down and I think that that might just be the stage of 
self-development that we're personally in. Because I remember when I was like 17, 18, 19, you know, I would listen to, you know, hours and hours of Joe Rogan and podcasts and I would get value out of every single one. Exactly. And now that I think I'm a little bit more saturated with ideas and books and stuff, solitude plays more of an important role than it did when I was 17. And, and yeah, 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 dude. Uh, totally. I think you have to build up to this this level. Yeah. So I, I don't know how advice I don't everyone know. <laughs> would be like, you know, give up your headphones for a week or something. I mean, it'd be an interesting experiment for everyone, I think. That's really good. Uh, that's really good foresight of you. Yeah. Because yeah. that doesn't apply to everyone. But like you need a certain foundational level of of ideas from other people yeah. before you can give yourself space to appreciate them and then come up with your own. Yeah. But I think that... Uh, you know, even even if you are on that in that stage, I feel like you can still find value in solitude. Just to think, period. Like I, I don't think that you should not you watch YouTube because there's so much good stuff on YouTube. I won't, I won't deny that. But like you know, now it's much more productive for me to go on Skillshare, with which is like a targeted platform for learning, versus going on YouTube where I can kind of like aimlessly fall into a cute bunny video. Yeah. <laughs> so that again is just intentionality. Like it's easy to be intentional on Skillshare right. because you choose, but YouTube, it's just mindless. Like one after the other, you don't really get to choose. Right. Or you, you can choose. It's just much harder because YouTube wants you to watch hours of videos. Yeah. And it works, man. Like I was in, before I had gone through this cleanse, like I was sitting there and like wasting hour and a half of my day when I meant to spend 15 minutes. And yeah. that's just like, that's not living an intention life. That's completely out of control. Like I'm not, I am subject to whatever this algorithm feeds me versus me being the in control. And I think that ultimately me being intentional, intentional about everything in my life is way more value for me. Yeah. Um, but yes, win st- uh, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah, don't play stupid games. <laughs> don't you play stupid win games. Good prizes. Yeah, and I think there's, there's like often. Oh, this is so good with the fucking uh, AMC stock and GameStop stocks oh, recently. GameStop. I thought that this was such a stupid game, and I saw everybody get burnt, and I was like, I like low key was happy because I was just like, wait, hold on, I, I haven't been tracking. Did it go down? Yeah, a okay. lot of people got or like down bad and i was just like you just tried to cheat you just tried to cheat the system and it's it's cool whatever like down with the big man like to me it's not about the politics of uh and bureaucracy of 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 hedge funds i don't think hedge funds are like that cool anyway like i don't give a fuck about a hedge fund um but (laughs) like (laughs) like at the at the same time like you literally just tried to take the easy route of stocks like you just tried to jump on this like bandwagon and then like you got bit because you jumped into something that you didn't understand fully and didn't more intentional about like you like and so so that was the fr- it was like a short-term validation versus long-term validation it's like i spent like and, you know the frustrating part is like you spend however long and we still have no idea what the stock market is like you know you and i have talked about the stock market since 18 we thought we were quantopian nerds <laughs> at like fucking 18 17 and then and then come to find out we know nothing we literally i think in one point in college Will and I literally thought we were going to be millionaires from Quantopian because <laughs> <laughs> of a stock index function that like Will had made and like <laughs> comparing price to uh, turnover or whatever. Yeah, no, it was dope for a minute though. <laughs> it was fun to dream. Yeah. So, um, but the but the point is is like like things that are worth it in life are just not 
easy. I don't think I don't think they're ever easy. I don't think they're worth it if they're easy. Um yeah. and and so it's like it's like I love grinding for things cuz I know what's coming. I know the validation is so much uh like longer spent on me. It's I get to be validated way longer and I get to I get to like be fulfilled way longer because I spent longer doing it. Yeah. And maybe that's just it. Maybe okay. it's, it's So a, I just want to clarify there it was easy to misread that as saying that hard things are good. Mm-hmm. But not all hard things are good. That's true. All, all good things are hard, but not all hard things are good. Like working 12 hours on a job you hate is really hard. Yeah. It's not going to make you fulfilled. <laughs> no, that's that's a really great uh, point there, Will. So thank you for yeah. bringing so that up. So you got to be intentional. You know, you have to think about the prize and not just the cost to get the prize. Like what are you actually working towards? Right, right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm glad we had this conversation. Me too. I think it was a good one. I, I think so too. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thanks for thanks for bringing this up today. I feel better because of you teaching me something. I'm glad. Um, and I'm and I'm happy to have the refresher if it's something I've heard before. And uh, yeah, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Discord at Living Every Now. At Living Every Now. Um, we're we're hype about the Discord community. If you can't yeah. tell, <laughs> come join us. It'll we're, be fun. I think we're gonna start hosting movies. Yeah, uh, mostly legally too. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, peeps. Uh, thanks for joining us. Will, thanks for yeah. sharing. Thanks for doing this with me. Bye, guys. Of course, brother. Peace.